Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. everyone to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Today is Wednesday, September 22nd, 2010. I'm Alan Smith and along with my co-host Donna, we are going to be discussing an issue that is not always easy to hear or talk about, but nevertheless is an issue that must be discussed and one that raising awareness is so vital because awareness, as we will talk about, saves lives. Our show this evening, Truckers Against Human Trafficking, and joining us once again is our special guest, Kyla Lieberg of Chapter 61 Ministries, who we had on our program back in February. So we'll have a little catch-up on what, she, what has uh, been going on for the last several months, talk more about human trafficking, all the work that Chapter 61 and Truckers Against Trafficking is doing to combat this horrible crime, how truck drivers are getting involved in helping to rescue these victims of modern-day slavery, and most importantly, what you can do to help. Websites for our show this evening are Chapter61.com and TruckersAgainstTrafficking.com. And Kyla Lieberg of Chapter61 Ministries, our special guest this evening on Truth About Trucking Live, coming up when we come back. As an owner-operator, you understand the importance of saving every dollar wherever you can, and insurance is one of the biggest expenses a business owner can face. RigQuote.com works with over 50 of the top insurance carriers across the U.S. to bring you the best insurance coverage at the best price. If you're an owner-operator, small fleet owner, freight broker, freight forwarder, whatever your trucking business entails, RigQuote.com can save you money, and in today's economy, we all know how important that is. They also offer a wide selection of discounts that can even save you more of your hard-earned money. Discounts like having already been an owner-operator, business experience discount, a CDL discount, radius of operation discount, and they can even take care of your truck insurance filings. You can get a price quote in five minutes or less right from their website, rigquote.com, or give them a call toll-free at 888-701. 1795 rickquote.com making trucking insurance simplified and be sure to tell them that Alan Smith sent you all right truckers against human trafficking is our topic for this evening's program and Donna I see you there so how are you doing this evening I'm doing great looking forward to the show tonight yeah, I'm glad you're here with me. And then let's welcome our guest, Kyla Lieberg of Chapter 61 Ministries, back to the show. So, Kyla, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? 
I'm good. I'm good. Always glad to have you on. It makes me feel like I'm a I'm home again with a fellow Okie on the show here. <laughs> That's right. Got o- well, Oklahoma represented tonight. Uh, that's all right. Good. Uh, you know, it's been it's been about seven months since you were last on, and and I think a lot has happened since then concerning the aspect of raising awareness when it comes to human trafficking in America. Because I'm seeing a much larger interaction among the social media, and raising awareness of this problem is really an important key in helping to combat against it. Don't you think? Absolutely. Um, we've been we've had a lot of doors open for us, which has been great. Change.org has done a couple of articles about us, and they have a really wide readership um, with different people that that want to get involved with human trafficking issues. We've also um, our biggest thing has been our I Empathize video. An organization I Empathize came alongside Truckers Against Trafficking and said that they would create a training video for us. Um, we'd like to see that training video in every trucking school, every trucking company, and every truck stop employee training and orientation. And we got the three-minute trailer for that video, and it's had um, a lot of hits on it. It's on our website, truckersagainsttrafficking.com, and it's it's a pretty powerful video. Now, is that the video um, we made a post on that, too? Is that the same video where... Uh, uh, With the 15-year-old the girl that was trafficked? Yeah, the driver made the phone call, and those two girls from Ohio and, and uh, what, seven others were saved? Seven others, right, right, with one phone call, and 31 people were put behind bars for running a 13-state a prostitution ring, and that was from one call. So we know that there is um, significant power in the trucking community for massive change um, against truck, against human trafficking. Yeah, I mean, if one phone call can do that, because I bring up the awareness issue because I've I've been on these blogs and things, and I was reading about um, I was reading what people were saying about it, and and some of the comments I saw was uh, one one person wrote, "Well, are you doing anything other than just making people aware of it?" But awareness is really such a major factor in all this thing. Right, it's the foundation. I mean, if people don't know what it is or they don't understand the extent of it, you can have all sorts of um, actions and fundraisers and um, events, but they're going to be poorly attended simply because people don't know what you're talking about. So awareness is always the foundation for any cause. Um, If you look at domestic violence 50 years ago, nobody really talked about it. Nobody knew that it it was a problem, that it was a killer of people. And now we all know that when people are, you know, being beaten in their homes that we need to do something about it. And that that came with a massive awareness approach and people talking and talking and talking and um, realizing that it is a problem, that they're going to see that it is a problem that's in their neighborhoods, it's a problem um, wherever they go. And that's the same with human trafficking. It's, It's wherever we are, and it's certainly at truck stops and rest areas and, and the motels and stuff that are around there. So awareness is is definitely key. Well, yeah, especially with something like this, because this human trafficking thing, it really just kind of it 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 lurks it lurks in the shadows of America, you know. So I mean, if you, I, I think so many people were surprised when this thing first started coming out, and the work you guys do is just incredible. And and Donna, we just you just saw something on on a a website just a few minutes ago before the show, an update of, like, 
what was it, 100,000 children in the U.S. alone? Mm-hmm. Runaways. Is that, and correct me you know, if I'm wrong, uh, 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 Kyla, but uh, it, it's, uh, it's over 100,000 as far as children in the United States. Is that correct? Right. Um, they say that the estimates around 200,000 kids are at risk for trafficking of some sort, but there is the hard number of 100,000 American youth every year are trafficked into prostitution, specifically prostitution. And those are kids under the age of 18. And I wanted to ask you, um, that change.org website that you just mentioned, um, Mm -hmm. I believe, because I I have an alert on with them, and I believe they're the ones, Alan, that sent you that um, email about congressional bills S2925 and HR 5575. Are you aware of those bills, Kyla, in the Senate and the Congress against uh, uh, sexual trafficking? Are those um, the ones targeted at Craigslist and other carriers, or what oh, specifically these are, these are, are they con- talking about? This is a congressional bill. S2925 and uh, in the House HR 5575 would grant funds to state and local initiatives that both combat sexual trafficking and support survivors of trafficking. Uh, That's Okay, so I wasn't sure if you knew that that is, we're going to need to start making some phone calls and getting this out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, LinkedIn and wherever wherever we can, because we found out last week that um, we have a huge. I mean, the truckers that are just helping out with Jason's law. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you you saw what went on right. with that. Mm-hmm. Is incredible, and people are calling up uh, their congressmen, the committees, everybody in in support of Jason's law. And this, to me, is just like this. And I wasn't sure if you knew about these bills. Um, they're S two nine two five and HR five five seven five, and we'll do a little more research on them and um, put them out on the blog and uh, start, you know, on Facebook, and we'll get some calls on that because that's that's huge. Right, yeah, that yeah, is we, that would be great. Yeah, we just we just uh, ran across that. I mean, just literally a few minutes before the show started. So, well, Kyla, bring us up to date on on this uh, trafficking problem what Chapter 61 is doing, and uh, just anything you want to share with our listeners. Well, um, we were down at GATS, and um, we had a blast at GATS. Uh, we were given a, we were donated booth space, and they put us in the recruiter's pavilion, so we had a lot of traffic um, coming by. We were able to talk to thousands of truckers and dozens of trucking companies, and we had a really positive response. Uh, a lot of truckers would stop and they're like, we'd say, do you know about human trafficking? Like, I don't do it. <laughs> they would try to keep walking. I'm like, I'm well aware of that, but please come over here. And then when they heard about what it was that the average entry age into prostitution is 12 and the average age of a prostitute in the United States is 14, they were really taken aback by that. They were shot. Um, and when we were telling them, you know, we believe that you guys can be the heroes by making these phone calls when you see these things, you know, call. They got really excited about that and wanted to take those numbers. Um, From GATS, besides the thousands of checkers that did take that wallet card and did put the number in their cell phones, um, there were a lot of trucking companies that we've contacted post-GATS that have asked for um, 
2,000 wallet cards for all of their guys and other people that want the wallet cards and the brochures. Um, a lot of people gave us their word that they would make sure that they played the training video once it was completed in January, the 10-minute training video. And there was just a lot of excitement. We had a lot of different people approach us, um, and they had seen the three-minute trailer, and they were really um, choked up and moved by it, and they wanted to um, help out. So we've just been sort of um, very busy since GATS, making phone calls and answering emails and, and sort of just communicating with all those contacts that we did make. I know my uh, sister's going to be down at the Memphis Big Rig. You guys had mentioned that to us, and so we called, and she's going to be speaking down there on Saturday, October 23rd, I believe at 1, 1 to 1.30 is when her speaking time is. And, yeah. uh, you know, just getting the message out again at, uh, about truckers against trafficking. And um, we've made posters since February. I think both of the posters are up on the website now. And we're wanting those posters up in um, rest areas and truck stops. And that's been the one sticking point for us. We we have not been able to, we've just not been very successful with truck stops. Um, when we approach certain companies, they say this is a good idea and that, that's like the extent of it. And then at individual truck stops, we're just not getting um, that much success with getting, well, getting in there. So we're hoping the truckers can. I was going to ask you a question about that. When you say you're not having um, uh, very, very good luck with that, or you're having resistance, now are you talking mm-hmm. about the small individual, uh, you know, mom and pop type? Are you talking about the big TAs and Petro and Pilot and all that? We're talking about you know Loves and uh, Natso and just not getting a big response. Now I will say, the caveat to that is roadies. Um, they are going to do a series of human trafficking articles in their publications, and they, they were very much um, wanting to help out. But that's been the exception to the rule with the truck stops. Um, we're just not getting... On your, on your website, I noticed that... Um, uh, let me see here. I have some notes that that they... It, it looked like they did mention it, because NASA was mentioned, the ATA was mentioned, that um that we had we had contacted Natso and the ATA okay but they well, all right i the way i read it on the website uh it says we've also received publicity through the publications of the American Trucking Association the National Association of Truck Stop Operators we were some, we were told that something was published at Natso but then we've been told okay that would that 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 did not actually happen well, we, I got really excited because I, I saw um, a press release and I shared it with, uh, with Alan um, that Women in Trucking has a, um, had a meeting with Petro about safety issues. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I mentioned it to her on her wall, and um, I think, uh, you know, the way it sounds, you know, that they're going to mention it to Petro and TA uh, about that. So hopefully that will be, that'll be a, a, a foot in the door for the yeah, absolutely. days. Yeah, so uh, I'll follow up on that with Alan, too, because um, I'm sure she must be very excited about it. Absolutely. I mean, any we know that the any industry, um, and certainly the trucking industry, operates on relationships. And so when we go um, cold calling 
or emailing people that don't know us or know nothing about us, um, there's just not as many, there's just not much of a welcome, let's say. But when you have somebody that introduces you, and that that's what was awesome about GATS, we'd have people come over and then they'd be like, just wait here a minute, and they'd go and get, you know, uh, presidents of companies and safety directors from companies that they personally know, bring them over and say, what are you going to do for them? Um, and then we would just sort of stand there, and they were like, okay, call me on Monday. This is what we're going to do for you. And we've just gotten a lot of um, movement from that respect. So certainly um, if Women in Trucking does that, if um, you guys have done a lot on Facebook and promoting uh, the Facebook page for Truckers Against Trafficking, and we just know that those relationships are key. And so anything we get like that is, is wonderful. And and that's why we hope that truckers, if they have relationships with certain uh, truck stop employees and managers, that they frequent those places, that they would ask that those posters be put up because customers of the truck stop will once again be listened to more than somebody that's, that does not go there on a regular basis. And, and relationships are just really important. Well, that's why the, the bells went off in um, in our heads when we saw that, you know, to have such a big meeting um, right. with the show. Uh, I mean, you know, if there if there's if there was any resistance before, I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure there shouldn't be now um, because that it it's such an awareness now and it's such a, a serious uh, uh, thing that's going on. So um, I'll definitely will follow up with that and and we will uh, we'll make sure that, you know, we get the message in there because that's a big foot in the door. Absolutely. That would be wonderful. Well, so let me ask you, so when you go to these, um, in the past, to these truck stops and you want to put a poster in or something like that, um, are you know what do they say to you? Do they say, well, we have to ask corporate, or you know, is there like a chain of command that you needed to go through in order to do it? What's what's the hold up we've on it? Gone, um, we've gone to HR. People just don't want it associated with them. I mean, that seems to be the um, general dragging of the feet because there's a thought that we're trying to. Um, shame truckers or that we're trying to, um, I don't know, this idea that um, if they put up the poster with the national hotline number that that's admitting that that's happening there and people don't want uh, to take, they don't want that, that type of a spotlight on them. And um, we're actually the opposite, we believe. We're trying to empower truckers. We know that truckers right. have uh, good hearts, that they'll make those calls and they'll be helping people. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily read like that by the um, truck stop managers and the human resource people that we've contacted. Um, if you go to the individual truck stops, they tell you they have to pass it through corporate. We've heard those things just get ripped down anyway. They won't be up that long. We can't guarantee it. Um, and then others have just flatly told us it's not a problem at their truck stops and therefore it's not mm -hmm. really something that they want associated with them. And so I just think it's a it's a process of seeing it as more of a public service issue versus a accusatory issue because we're not accusing, we're just trying to get that information up. A lot of times trafficking victims, um, these girls, are only left alone to go to the bathroom. 
And so if they saw the posters up there and saw those hotline numbers, um, it might be the only time they're actually alone to get that information for them. And then just having that, the constant in your face, here's the number, here's the number, here's the number, it starts to get ingrained in your brain. Um, and that level of awareness is once again heightened. Okay, I'm seeing something that doesn't seem right. I, I think I'm going to call that number. And and that's why we want it in there. I mean, there's no accusation going on. And, and like, well, you, you guys know our mission. It, we believe that truckers are heroes. We believe that they can make a huge change in this. Um, and and GATS was proof of that. I'd say 90% of the people we talked to had an extremely positive response that were um, totally on board. And 90% is a, a nice high figure. Yeah, I, I just find it odd behavior from that. So, I mean, they don't have to put it in the restaurant or the store. I mean, even if they just put it in the ladies' restroom, so that's right. going to be the big, the big target anyway. And as far as having it torn down, uh, they can put it behind, uh, you know, those those plastic holders that we Plexi. see. Things uh-huh. in. Yeah, and right. um, so I, and and it's not bringing a, a bad image to them. It actually would be, to me, it would be a sign of uh, greater responsibility. Right, and that's the way we've been trying to pitch it. You know, you guys can be the first. You guys can be the ones that sort of set the standard and, and become the example to everyone else. Um, we just have not... We've just not been able to. So, I mean, if if the door opens uh, with TA and Pilot and Flying J and any of these other big ones, I mean, it would just be amazing, absolutely amazing. And we're also working on an angle to, to get in with the Department of Transportations in each state because we'd really like to see the posters up in rest areas as well. Because what we learned well, from GATS and others, they said if it wasn't at the truck stop, like if the truck stop had really good security, it was across the street at the rest areas. And if the rest areas were not uh, frequented much, then it was at the truck stop or it was at the motels behind the truck stops. Um, so I know that it moves based on where there's the most um, cover for it. Yeah, well, well, maybe with these congressional bills in the Senate and House, that maybe that will uh, push it a little bit more, too. So, I mean... Um, I mean, it's no secret among truckers. I mean, we, you know, we've all heard this term "lot lizard," and yeah. and I personally can't stand that term because I have difficulty in referring to another human being as a lizard. But, but that's the term truckers have given them. And I was talking to a driver the other day, and and this subject came up, and and um, I was surprised when I heard him say that there's really there's really not a difference between uh, human trafficking and prostitution, but I guess you would have to look at it, Kyla. Forced prostitution is human trafficking. Right, it is. I mean, it's, it's sex trafficking uh, at its most common. Um, 66% of sex trafficking victims are forced into prostitution, and so um, we know that, that that's definitely the issue that we're looking at here. Uh, the term lot lizard, we made a poster that specifically said lot lizards isn't an accurate term for a lot of the girls being trafficked into prostitution. In reality, they're slaves. And and that's that's just the truth. It's a hard truth, but it's just the truth. And when we do refer to people as lizards, when we do um, sort of nickname people um, at that type of level, we dehumanize them to a certain degree. And then there's that attitude sure. of, well, 
whatever happens to them, they deserve it. Um, when you're seeing somebody as a, a lot lizard versus a, a person that's scared or being beaten or has been threatened or, um, you know, has been broken down after repeated rapes, etc., when you call them a lizard, you don't see them as someone that needs to be rescued. You see them as a bother, a problem, um, a scourge. And we've got to sort of have a paradigm shift. We look at prostitutes and we we have truly, as a society, dehumanized them. We think of them as lesser people, uh, dirty, weird. Um, others might see them in a more glorified sense. Well, it's a victim of crime. They just like sex. They're making money. They're empowered, whatever. But the fact of the matter is the majority of prostitutes have a pimp. A pimp abuses them. Um, forces them to make a quota. Um, how can you say somebody's free if they are told you cannot come back unless you've made $600 tonight? Uh, we will, I will beat you. They've been beaten before. They know it's true. Um, and then I'll send you back out, bloody and bruised. You won't get to eat. You won't get to sleep until you've made that $600. Um, I'll hurt your friend here. Whatever it is, how is that person free? How is that person making? their own decisions, they, they're they under duress, and that's like a slave. If you look at old-time slavery, the person was told what they had to do. They had to make that certain amount of money, uh, whether it was picking cotton or whatever um, the task was, and then if they did not do it, they were beaten, they were deprived of food, they were deprived of sleep. So it's in a different um, environment today. It's at truck stops and rest areas in the form of prostitution, but the fact of the matter is they're not um, making these choices on their own for the most part. And that term, the sleeper, what did I hear? Sleeper leapers and lot lizards and oh, stuff yeah. like that, it just um, sort of breaks down any compassion or sympathy we might feel for them. And we it, it's sort of a joke. It becomes a joke. And um, these people need help. Uh, most of them need help, and they we have to just start seeing them as as broken people that that are in need of our rescue and our our compassion versus something that we wash our hands of and say, "Uh, glad it's not me, yuck um and and just make a joke out of it and walk on so you know, I would just hope that we can make that connection where we see that what we say does impact how we behave a lot of times or, or how we act um, making that phone call. If I said, oh, that's a 14-year-old kid out there, all of us would be like, oh, it's a 14-year-old kid. We should do something about it. And if I was like, oh, it's just a lot lizard, you wouldn't even look twice well, see, that's, what's, that's what's so amazing about that one phone call and that video because, uh, I mean, let's face it, you know, the gr- girls today just don't look like, 15 or 14 when they did when I right. was that age. But now you right. have these truckers, and they saw they saw these two girls at this truck stop, 15 and 14, having no idea they had actually been kidnapped from Ohio. And, you know, they, they have to put on the face. They have to play the game in order to live, in order to survive, you know, from the right. beatings and everything that you say. So really you have no idea of knowing whether or not, I mean, well, this this is just – and this is kind of odd to say, but this is just a prostitute or this is a trafficking victim. I mean, we really should look at all of these as tra- trafficking victims because that one phone call, I mean, you just, nev- you just never know. 
Right. Right. And and, I mean, and, and, and that was the thing. To... They've go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and these girls turned out to be fifteen and fourteen kidnapped victims. <laughs> right, and they've found girls as young as thirteen at truck stops um, during FBI raids that that were prostituted and had been uh, prostitutes for over a year. So you're talking about twelve year olds that are out there being prostituted. And I recognize kids go through puberty earlier. Obviously, they're made up to look older than they are. But um, if that trucker could see that she looked young, I mean, he didn't say she looks like a teenager. He just was like, she looks young. Something just doesn't seem right. He saw the 15-year-old is who he saw um, because the 14-year-old was being held by the pimp like as collateral that the 15-year-old would keep her mouth shut and do what she was supposed to do. Um, But when he saw her, he called that one in, and when she was rescued, then it led to the rescue of the 14-year-old, and then eventually it led to that whole bust where a lot of women were rescued from that prostitution ring. Seven of them happened to be under the age of 18, so there were seven other ones, nine kids under the age of 18 that were being prostituted, plus a whole other group of older women that probably had been trafficked earlier on in life and we're still stuck in it, you know. Um, 31 convictions, I mean, clearly you had a lot of people um, operating this thing and it just takes somebody having the courage to make that call that, that says, it is my problem, it is my responsibility, it is what I should do as a as a fellow human being. And I'm sure he had no idea when he called in what would transpire, but thank God that he did. I mean... It's it's incredible. I mean, that well, footage yeah. on that trailer is incredible. Oh, yeah, like the video pointed out, I mean, the mother of the daughters, you know, who is just unbe- so grateful, you can imagine, uh, still don't know who that driver was. So if they don't know, the right. driver probably still has no idea. But it's just it's just amazing that one call can do that, and it's just shocking that this type of thing uh, goes on in the United States of America, but it's the, it's the awareness right. that Chapter 61 and Truckers Against Trafficking is doing, and and so many others that uh, it's just really the awareness has just really taken off, and this uh, this these congre- congressional bills, uh, Donna. I mean, that was that was just great news that you found there. Oh uh, well, I, it, it just you know came on the email, and then I just forwarded it to you and printed it out and uh, looked at the you know at, at what they said. But I just couldn't believe my eyes when I read it when it said um, you know against sex trafficking in the United States and to renew their commitment to fighting fighting human slavery. I mean, they get it. You know, somebody really gets it. And you know, like I said, we'll look into that. I wanted to ask Kyla if are if besides just noticing that these uh these people are are just very young looking is there any other signs people could be looking for is is there something else uh besides right this? if they are bruised or scratched up or you know they look like they've been beaten in some respect once again that is an example of fraud the TVPA is the Trafficking Victims Protection Act it's our federal human trafficking law, and mm-hmm. um, one of the elements is forced fraud or coercion, and you have to have one one of those things. Unless they're under 18, then there's no forced fraud or coercion necessary, although it's typically there. Um, but let's say it's an older person 
but they're they've got a black eye or a busted lip or they've got bruises on their arms. Just you know, they look beaten up. Chances are that is their pimp, their trafficker, who has um, beaten them and is once again forcing them to go out and make whatever quota they've set for them. Um, if if there just looks like there's any force involved, make that phone call. Um, also, if uh, we did have a trucker that had called in before, he gave us a tip and he said he had listened to one of our webinars and we we do have another human trafficking 101 webinar tomorrow through Transport for Christ. I saw that you guys put the link on on your website. Um, but he listened to the webinar and he called and he was like, you know what, I never knew what it was, but he was at a truck stop and um, he said that there were these women and these weren't Americans, they were actually foreigners because um, we do have 17,500 foreign people that are brought in to the United States every year for trafficking purpose. Most of them get stuck in sex trafficking. Um, he said these women were cooking at like a little stand and they were uh, serving meals and None of them spoke any English, and the guy was sort of translating for them. He was the only one that spoke it. It was probably their trafficker. And um, the women were just busy, 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 cooking, cooking, cooking. And then he said at night they came out, and they were the ones knocking on the cabs. And he said the only English they spoke were like the prices of the services that they were offering. That would also be an indicator. If they don't speak the language, if there's somebody barking orders to all of them, and then he was like, the next morning they were up cooking again. He's like, he didn't even know when they got to sleep. That would be an indication wow. that they are being held against their will. Well, most definitely. It's just amazing that this goes on. But, okay, well, um have to take a short break, but when we come back, let's talk more about uh, what, what all of us can do to help, and uh, not just for uh, the trafficking issue, but how, how we can help... Uh, you, Kyla, in Chapter 61 in Truckers Against Trafficking. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be right back. Stick with us. Hey, everybody. Alan Smith here with the Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866 512 5685. That's Lone And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Okay, we're talking with Kyla Lieberg of Chapter 61 Ministries from Chapter61.com and TruckersAgainstTrafficking.com. And, and, um, Kyla, like I was mentioned before, I was reading a lot of comments by people on some of these blogs and forums about this trafficking issue, and, and many of them were commenting that, yes, it is a horrible thing taking place, and, and they want to help, but just don't know how. So let's talk about that a little bit more. I mean, how how can people help? I mean, they see this big problem, this, this, this horrible thing going on, 
And, um, I mean, how can they help? I mean, I would think one of the best ways is to uh, uh, to just join in, uh, like with your organization, Chapter 61. I mean, uh, I mean, we are just one, you know, one person. What can we do on your own? But if you if you come in, come on board with an organization like Chapter 61 or Truckers Against Trafficking, a lot more could get done. Right. Um, we certainly would encourage everybody that's interested in the issue to become more educated and participate in a webinar. Um, there's like a, a list of links on our website, Chapter61.com, that can give you more information about human trafficking. We also have a ton of articles on truckersagainsttrafficking.com about that. So sort of educating yourself and talking to others about it um, so that you become an expert on the subject. It would always be a great thing because you'll start to see things um, in your everyday life that you just sort of ignored or didn't notice or didn't think anything of. You'll start to notice those things a little bit more and you'll um, see trafficking. Uh, the Department of Justice, their official line is look beneath the surface because it's like it's right there in front of us and we just don't know what to look for. So education is number one. Um, we would love to have uh, support um, from people. In order for us to do what we do traveling, like we want to go to Matt's and, and speak to a larger trucker audience um, there and, and more trucking companies, uh, right now we've just been sort of paying out of pocket the majority of our expenses. We all work full-time jobs. I teach history at a high school and, um, you know, it, we're not able to go as many places and do as many things because we run out of the money to do that. So if if the truckers that would join, we are going to have a fundraiser coming up that we're still getting organized, but it would be like one of those texting fundraisers. If everybody just gave even $1, um, right. it would just be enough to, to mail our, our publications to the places that request them. Right now, we, we don't charge for the posters. We don't charge for the wallet cards. We're printing out of our own pockets, and we're mailing out of our own pockets to these companies um, and to individuals who've requested them so that they can get them out there. Um, if we continue to get the bigger orders that we've been getting, uh, we've got to have funding coming from somewhere to help us with that. So obviously, any type of donation uh, would be good just because it furthers the cause it furthers um, truckers against trafficking, um, and once again, our goal is to uh, let truckers get credit for being part of the solution instead of being blamed as the problem. And we want good publicity for good people, and um, we need some money to do that. As you know, horrible as that sounds, um, it's it's just the truth. And then, oh, um, I, I don't think that yeah. sounds horrible at all. And you're right, truckers get blamed. <laughs> For so many things, and and I usually don't do this on a show, but this is such an important thing, and I, I'm really excited about how the awareness is building up. So, uh, you know, and like I said, I usually don't do this, but let, let's just get right down to the crust of the matter. I mean, Chapter 61, you guys, uh, I mean, you make CDs, I guess, you make posters, flyers, brochures, pamphlets, I mean, all kinds of things to right. promote awareness about this atrocity against mankind. You travel, you go to these truck shows. Um, but, you know, again, let's just be honest here. I mean, all that takes money, and the best way someone can help, I think, is to, uh, I mean, you know, the person sitting at their house saying, man, what can I do to help, is to donate. 
Uh, I right. mean, and and when people here donate, they think, oh no, another fifty dollars or another hundred dollars. But really, Kyla, uh, again, five dollars can be a great help and can be put to great use. Absolutely, absolutely. And we chapter sixty one is a five hundred one c three, so it's a tax deductible donation. And um, tra- triggers against trafficking right now is our only only initiative. So all of the money would be going towards. Uh, furthering truckers against trafficking. And so, um, yeah, I mean, money is the reality of it. In order for us to get to mats, we have to have airfare, we have to have hotel, um, we've got to be able to ship the brochures and the posters and the wallet cards down there, um, and then also the DVD production. Our DVD will be done in January, and... Um, we want to get it into, like I said, every trucking school, every trucking company, every truck stops, uh, management's hands so that they can start putting that into training videos and orientations about human trafficking from the get-go that truckers are hearing about that. That's going to cost money. Um, I Empathize produced the video for us for free, which was just incredible. That was about $15,000. But obviously wow. they can't also produce it, mass produce it. So the shipping... Right and the production of it um, is going to cost money. So absolutely any donation is it will go straight towards uh, those causes, what I've just mentioned, and and to help us get to other places um, so that we today, can continue to spread the message. I sent you that link um, today on Facebook. Um, we noticed it was just we could only find one donation page. Um, up on Chapter 61, I, I couldn't personally find one on, on Truckers Against Trafficking's page. So Alan went ahead and created um, a page on the menu bar of the Ask the Trucker blog. So mm-hmm. if anybody can't find it on any of your sites, he made a page going directly to your, um, I guess it's your, you know, your collection site. Check, where, yeah. You know, Thank you. So uh, just for everybody listening, if you can't find the donate page um, on any of their websites, uh, there's Truckers Against Trafficking, Chapter 61, and there's another one, I believe, isn't there? Uh, No, just those two for us. Just those two? Okay. If they have a problem, then just go to Ask the Trucker, and on the top there's a big button, and I I forgot what you labeled it, Alan, but... I labeled it uh, Support Chapter 61, Okay. and I'll talk about that, too, at the end. But, I mean, I just look at it in volume and not size. I mean, if 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 5,000 people gave just $5, that would be 25,000, and 25,000 yeah, could be go incredible. a long way in making posters, flyers, and brochures. And I think Absolutely. about when I think about this, I think, you know, people gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to save a mouse in California. And right. I think saving right. men, these are women, people and, we're trying to save, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, I think saving men, women, and children from a life of trafficking is far greater than a mouse. And and when people sit back and discover the horrors of human trafficking and think to themselves, "Yes, I want to help, but I don't know how," uh, the best way is to um, is to donate. And one dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. And like I said, normally don't do this on the show, but this is this is important stuff here, Kyla. Y'all are doing great work. Thank you. I appreciate it. We couldn't do it without all of you guys. I mean, honestly, when we thought of Truckers Against Trafficking, um, there were people that were naysayers that were like, no, they won't help. They're the ones using the prostitutes. And we're like, they're not all doing that. We just know that they'll do it. And we've just had such a fantastic response 
Um, we're such a young initiative. March of 2009, it's just been a year and a half, and it's been incredible how many doors have opened, incredible how many truckers have stepped up and said they want to do something. Um, the trucking companies, the different publications, the different radio shows. I mean, you guys have been incredible. I just, we just, we knew that you guys would be uh, supportive of this issue because you're good people. You're what makes well, America run in many ways. Well, it's such a integral part of trucking, as bad as that sounds, but I mean, uh, you know, that's, this is truth about trucking. I mean, this stuff goes on at truck stops, and literally, right. I mean, I I lived a third of my life. How long? Have, I don't know how long I've lived my life out on the road, but and I can remember, you know, seeing the women and seeing these things going on, and never once thinking to myself, "Well, this is human trafficking," you know. So, right. I mean, I myself, you you have educated me on this thing. I mean, it's just I'm just blown away every time I, I learn more about this issue. Yeah, it's, I mean, I didn't know about it um, until just a, a handful of years ago, about four or five years ago, and I had the same viewpoints. I mean, I, I looked at prostitutes as um, different than me, as uh, trashier, whatever I thought, I and I... I, I didn't make that connection, and if, if somebody had said slavery to me, I would have just been like, oh, okay, um, and not really believed them because slavery was abolished. So it's definitely a learning process, and I know that I watched the movie, and it really disturbed me, And then, but then I sort of put it out of my mind, okay, okay, but I was somehow able to sort of push that away from myself and, okay, but that's not real or it's not happening here. Whatever I did to sort of put it out of my mind, um, and then I read a book, Not for Sale, and then the more I've read, I'm just like, holy cow, it's everywhere. I know that um, it's in our high schools, it's on Facebook, it's on MySpace. It's, um, they're luring our kids from all over the place, all over the place. Those two girls, um, the cousins that our trailer is about, there was actually a person in the high school that the trafficker had uh, was paying to be an informant, and they were looking for kids that would be considered um, runaways instead of kidnapping victims. And so they they knew those two girls. When they pulled up, they had already had pictures on them and a report from their spy inside the high school who was another student who had basically said, these girls, people think they ran away not, not being kidnapped. And so they targeted them. So um, it's, wow. it's an evil industry. It's an evil... It's an evil thing, and they're going after our kids, and they're bringing in people that are vulnerable from other countries who can't speak the language, and they're doing whatever it takes to make a buck. And it takes the rest of us to stand up and say, no, that we're going to look at it, and we're going to like really look at it and not just gloss over it and not just turn our face or not think about it. We're going to look at it, we're going to think about it, and then we're going to, to react, and we're going to make that phone call. So, what is the number, um, uh, Kyla? Uh, so everybody who doesn't have a wild card out there um, can know the national number. Okay, it is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. An easier way to remember it is there's three eights eight eight eight, and then you could do three seven three seven, and then eight eight eight. Sort of chunk it up like that. So it starts with three eights, 
it ends with three eights, and then there's the 3737. So 888-3737-888. That's okay. the national hotline. And the reason why we ask people to call that number versus local police is for two reasons. The first reason is um, that number is going to go and that, that call is going to go to a database, and it will immediately be sent back to local police. So it's not like local police won't hear about it. But if the national hotline already has people in that city or in that state that have human trafficking training, like the FBI or the sheriff or um, certain cops, they'll make a personal phone call to them as well as the local police so that everybody is alerted that this is a possible human trafficking issue. But the second reason is um, it is an anonymous call. You do not have to give your name. But um, they have decided that they are going to start asking. Uh, trucker is one of the um, subcategories to identify yourself. We want truckers to identify that they're a trucker. Uh, once again, it goes back to we want truckers to start getting credit for good things instead of being blamed as the problem. And so that's why we really encourage the use of the national hotline for both those reasons. There might be some extra expertise um, that, that gets the right help out to those truck stops and rest areas. And then, of course, you know, the more truckers that are calling in, um, the more the government will start realizing this is a, a it's a huge issue and something needs to be done to it, to address it. Yeah, and uh, and they are calling in. Right, they I are. I mean, you're, you're 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 you've seen it good, but we just need we just need much more. And the way to do that is just shows like this and just um, keep pounding on that awareness. I think that's just a big key. Absolutely, absolutely. I noticed that um, uh, another big supporter. Um, is Dave Nemo. Uh, we saw that online. We posted it on uh, Facebook on Sirius Radio. Have you been on his show? My mother has. Um, Chapter 61, it's just basically my family and then a family friend. <laughs> so it's my sisters, my mom, and, and Crystal. So if I'm like, oh, yeah, my sister will be there. My mom was there. That's why. Um, my mom was on the Dave Nemo show. I've been on your show. And then my um, younger sister, the one that will be in Memphis, um, she was on Truck Star with Daniel Audet. Right, and so, right. Um, listen to that. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was also on the Lockridge Report. Uh, Dave Nemo is totally behind Truckers Against Trafficking, and um, he's really excited about it. We met him at GATS, like, face-to-face, -face, actually. My mom had obviously talked to him several times, but, you know, he really wants to get um, more people involved as well. So, yeah. yeah he, he, do, he does a lot of good things. Yeah, he does. But, so. Okay. Well, we're um, our time's about up, Kyla. But thanks for being here, and we we appreciate Thank all you. that you do. Uh, any any um, closing comments that you just want to end with? Nope. Just make that uh, make the phone call when you see it. Call if you have suspicions. Call. It's an anonymous call. Nothing will happen to you, but you could save a life. And thank you to you guys for all that you do for us. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll we'll do whatever we can to help. So, uh, well, thanks for being here, and we'll uh, we'll be in touch with you. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Good night. All right. Thanks. And that phone call again, eight 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 thirty seven thirty seven eight 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 national uh, hotline. If you see something going on, so um, it's just unbelievable this goes on. But we're seeing just great things happening here. I mean, social media is taking off. More and more people are becoming aware of this issue. And, you know, in in today's economy, 
money's tight, and we all understand that. And like I said earlier, I, I seldom get involved with asking people to give some of their hard-earned money. But the more we learn about human trafficking, um, I just can't think of any better way to uh, help than to uh, help Kyla Lieberg and Chapter 61 Ministries and Truckers Against Trafficking campaign. So uh, I'm going to do something that I normally never do. I'm asking for your help in the continual work of, of uh, raising awareness about human trafficking in America and around the world. Um, donating to uh, the Truckers Against Trafficking campaign, even just $5, will go a long way. And, uh, you know, truth about Trucking Live, we've been here for a while. We have a really good listening base, and and uh, we're thankful for all our listeners. But this evening, I would like to extend a challenge to all of you. I would like to extend a challenge to the ATA and OIDA. I would like to extend a challenge to NATSO and the FMCA, uh, FMCSA, and to all those listeners who will hear this program from our archive page. A donation of just whatever you can afford, $5, $20, $50. companies and organizations, how about $1,000, $5,000? I mean, your donation will help save lives without question. It will help save lives. So only give what you can afford to give. Don't put yourself in financial stress, but every penny will help rescue victims of human trafficking, and donating to their cause is one way you can help stop the exploitation of human beings. So um, we'd like to do that on this show this evening. Just extend that challenge to uh, our listeners now, uh, our listeners in the future, because our shows receive thousands of listen listeners uh after the show has is not has you know has left from being live from our archive page, so um, we hope you help. We hope you can donate just what you can afford. You can go to chapter61.com and that's the numbers chapter61.com and click on the how to help link at the top of the page and scroll down and you'll find the donate button. And that's it. Five dollars, twenty dollars, five thousand dollars would be nice. Anything helps, and your donation will save lives. And, uh, you know, instead of spending 10 bucks at McDonald's this evening, send it to the Truckers Against Trafficking campaign instead. That's how you can help. And also, we put up a page on our uh, askthetrucker.com blog. There at the top, you can see a, a button that will say Support Chapter 61, and you can donate from there. So I really hope let's help Chapter 61 Ministries keep up their great work. So please donate to the cause. And um, thanks for joining us this evening. Our next show will be on Thursday, September 30th, 2010 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is going to be a great show. I'm really looking forward to this one. Our special guest will be Dr. Randolph Rosarian of DOTMedicalExaminer.com, and the doctor is going to set the record straight on truck drivers, the DOT medical examination, and diabetes. And we're going to be talking about the diabetes medical waiver. And uh, that's going to be our next show, Insulin Diabetes and the Commercial Truck Driver. And that's Thursday, September 30th, 2010 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a great show. Bookmark us and add us to your favorite. I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of newcomers bookmarking us and adding us to their favorite and following our show right here on Blog Talk Radio. So that's real exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that. Keep it up, and uh, we try to bring you good, informative shows. And so join us for our next show, Insulin Diabetes and the Commercial Truck Driver, Dr. Randolph Rosarian out of uh, Elmhurst, New York, will be our special guest. 
uh, next time on Truth About Trucking Live. So until then, for Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. It ain't right, man, it sucks When the big old companies make a billion bucks On the backs of the working man Driving trucks and cars It takes 1,200 bucks to fill this rig While I'm stuffing the pockets of some big wig He don't care if I've maxed out my credit card The only trick I get for my truck Is the jack and the price when I fill it up it's like pumping my money down an endless hole. But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Oh. College degree to figure out that they're ripping off me. They get a big tax break and all I get's the shaft. Insurance goes up if my credit is down. If I sink any lower, I'm gonna drown. And I ain't getting no help from a bureaucrat. No. The only trick I get for my truck is a jack in the price when I fill it up. It's like pumping my money down an endless hole. But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll. If mama hadn't taught me the golden rule, I'd tell those big wigs what to do. With the nozzle on the pump where I get my gas But I'm a good boy and I won't do that Get for my truck Get the jack in the price When I fill it up It's like pumping my money Down an endless hole What they gonna do When the big rigs don't roll Tell me what they gonna do When the big rigs don't roll